0: The Lord nudged you all to get up this morning. He whispered in your ear, don't roll over and pull those covers back over your head. I've made a beautiful day just for you. Get out there and see it. But first, meet me at my house. 1030, I've got a seat saved for you. We're gonna sing and fellowship. I'm gonna share words with you that will bring you strength and wisdom for the week ahead. Let us pray. We love you, O God, savior, prince of peace. We thank you for this day, for this church, for your presence in our lives. Thank you for those who have led us to you and for the gift of your holy spirit. We praise you for the times this past week when the spirit was there beside us, our guide, protector, teacher, comforter. You found those car keys I couldn't find. You helped us avoid an accident, nudge us to a call to visit a shut-in. You reminded us to bring food for the food pantry. No, it wasn't Siri and it wasn't Alexa. It was you, oh God. We were short in acknowledging that these nudges all were from you. Thank you for the many ways that you touch our lives and work in all of our our doings. Help us this week to walk closely with you by your side that we might see more clearly what you would have us do. And may we have the noise of life turned down just a tad so that we might hear your voice more clearly. Father, we pray for this world. It's become much different from the world you designed. It's a world where man struggles between right and wrong choices. Help us to choose the right. Inspire leaders of people everywhere to choose those things which will help bring justice, compassion, and peace to their people, to their neighbors, and to the world. These decisions are not easy. But with you, Lord, all things are possible if we but have faith. You've inspired United Methodist women to work with concerns for children and other women. We pray for children of the world, the hungry, sick, abused, frightened, and homeless. May there be hands there to help them this day with bread, with the warm coat, with medicine, and with a smile. And then, oh God, show us how we can be those hands and that smile. Be with our nation, which you have so richly blessed. We hold in our hearts our military and first responders who risk their lives to defend freedom and the lives of people in our communities. Wrap your arms around them and protect them, O God. And we pray for our enemies. They are your children, too. May a spirit of mutual understanding and justice grow among all people. And Father, be with your church here in North Hollywood. May this body be strong, reaching out to ever-increasing avenues of service, teaching your truths and increasing our faith. Bless Pastor Steve, our Bishop, Vita Ward, who is bringing us this morning's message. Be with the leaders of the Greater United Methodist Church in the many important issues that they are currently dealing with. May they be led to the decisions which will be pleasing to you, and may our minds and hearts be open to new understanding. We lift to you now the silent prayers of each of our hearts as we pray for others and for our own personal concerns and needs. Hear our prayers, O Lord. And here it's now, Father, as we say together that most perfect prayer, which Jesus taught us us to say, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us.
1: Good morning. Before I read this, I want to share a story about Veda Ward. When Kathy asked me to be her social action chair, I had to do a program, and I didn't think I could. And we had gone to a meeting, and Veda was there, and I told her, and she said to me, all right, so I did the program. And when I got home, the telephone rang, and it was Veda telling me that I had done a successful social action program, she heard, that I, and I, I was, um, she's such a busy woman, I, I couldn't believe she called me, and she did. So, now in preparation for Veda's message, I will be reading two scriptures. The first one is Corinthians chapter 12 verses 1 through 11 concerning the gifts. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters. I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray by mute To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of the tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 1 through 18. Now about the collection for the Lord's people. Do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Then when I arrive, I will give letters of introduction to the men you approve and send them with your group's gifts to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable for me to go also, then, pardon me, if it seems advisable for me to go also, they will accompany me. Personal requests, after I go through Macedonia, I will come to you, for I will be going through Macedonia. Perhaps I will stay with you for a while or even spend the winter so that you can help me on my journey. Visit, I hope, to send some, spend some time with you if the Lord permits, but I will stay on an Ephesus until Pentecost because a great door for effective work has opened to me and there are many who oppose me. When Timothy comes, See to it that he has nothing to fear while he is with you, for he is carrying on the work of the Lord, just as I am. No one, then, should treat him with contempt. Send him on his way in peace, so that he may return to me. I am expecting him along with the brothers. Now about our brothers. Apollos, I strongly urged him to go to you with the brothers. He was quite unwilling to go now, but he will go when he has the opportunity. Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything with everlasting love. You know that the household of Stephanus were the first converts in Acacia, and now they have devoted themselves to the service of the Lord's people. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to submit to such people and to everyone who joins in the work and labors at it. I was glad when Stephanus, Fortunius, and Archidas arrived because they have supplied what was in from you, for they refreshed my spirit and yours also. Such men deserve recognition. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
2: Good morning every church that you attend has a little bit different service and order of worship but we all kind of get there in the end this morning I will be talking to you about claiming our common call cultivating common ground so greetings again thank you for inviting me to participate in your celebration of the United Methodist Women's Sunday May you find joy in the message and leave inspired to action. When I was asked to join the worship today, three thoughts crossed my mind. First, how happy I was that you did not ask me for last week because that was my birthday. Second, that it was not Super Bowl Sunday. And third, might it rain today? Always need to be prepared. When I was a little girl back in Maryland, this time of year was often very cold, dark, gloomy, and everything was dead. My mother would tell me to think about spring coming soon. My grandmother would pull out a tattered old farmer's almanac for me to look at, and my dad would tell me that it was time for everything to rest and be quiet, including me and my three sisters in anticipation of expending a lot of energy in the months to come yes vita it is all boring and brown now but soon the apple trees will bloom the birds will return and well you get it it is all god's plan if you were raised in southern california however or have lived here for a long time, you may not experience such dramatic seasonal changes, but they are still there, especially the changes in the number of hours of light each day. The church season follows following Christmas and leading to Lent is known as Epiphantide, and it is a gift to have United Methodist Women's Sunday celebrated often during this particular little interlude. It is perhaps not coincidental that many of us have already made resolutions for health, for fitness, how we're going to complete our work, and relationships. Today we will consider adding one more, and that is resolving to claim our common call and to cultivate common ground. My seeds for my messages often begin with the common lectionary because some still follow those readings. However, like any long-term teacher, I find that my mind germinates such seeds by introducing nutrients from a variety of sources, allowing the resulting plant to grow, branch out in the direction necessary to connect with sun and water and air that allow it to not only grow, but to adapt to changing conditions. Today's message reinforces similar tendencies among United Methodist Women, both as an institution and as individual women called to mission. This morning's call to worship reaffirms that as United Methodist Women, we recognize mission as God's gift to each of us, that we accomplish mission through the world by communicating love, demonstrating our passion for justice, and by confronting injustice through action, beginning with transformation of ourselves. We claim this as our common call. I was privileged to attend the United Methodist Women Assembly in Columbus, Ohio last April. I recently reviewed some of the highlights on YouTube, and phrases that stood out to me were, We are not a coffee clutch. We are a movement. Are you where the fire is burning in your community? And from Marian Wright Edelman, act for justice, follow the needs. Don't ask why somebody else doesn't do something, ask why you don't do something. As I marched along with the nearly 6,000 attendees to a variety of planned events, from community service action projects, to shared meals, to workshops, plenary sessions, and listened to a wide range of speakers and invited dignitaries, including most of the female bishops throughout the United Methodist Church, I was reminded that we are a truly gifted, multi-generational, international, group of bold women first corinthians speaks to the importance of realizing our diverse spiritual gifts and believing that each gift is bestowed on us for the common good the passage continues to identify different forms that spiritual gifts may take such as wisdom knowledge faith healing miraculous powers wish i had some of those Prophecies, the ability to distinguish between spirits, speaking in different kinds of tongues, the ability to interpret different tongues, and on and on. Within the organization of the United Methodist Women, we reflect some of these gifts as the titles of our leadership team committees, often labeled something like spiritual growth, social action, membership, nominations, or outreach. Needless to say, The obvious, and perhaps troubling, intersections and overlaps among these areas of concern and opportunity in today's world make it essential to either seek those who are offering new spiritual gifts or to acquire them ourselves. As a senior faculty member, my family and friends outside of academia often ask why I still have to attend training conferences, publish papers, and thereby subject myself to possibly harsh scrutiny and critique, be assigned Friday and Saturday courses of instruction, and heaven forbid, teach undergraduate students. My reply is often the same, and that is the world and everything in it continues to change. I am just trying to get prepared to keep up. I can still learn new things from my students, colleagues, and others whose voices and experiences strengthen my faith, fuel my spirit, and prepare me for the more effective ministry challenges ahead. For example, an upcoming annual conference training called to teach will be offered on February 23rd at Wilshire UMC. And I hope my schedule allows me to attend. Don't let my husband back there listen to this because he's going to be Where are you going now? Even though I have taught at the university level for almost 40 years and have led numerous small group studies, I'm pretty sure that there will be something new that I can learn, or that I will hear new voices, and I will engage in discussions with new leaders sharing their faith journey. What about you? Each of us must be bold in first identifying those gifts that we already possess, but more importantly to identify the gifts we need to perfect in order to be more effective in fulfilling our call through mission to benefit all of God's creation. Psalm 19 reminds us that the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech, night after night, They reveal knowledge, they have no speech, they use no words. No sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out to all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. Traditional forms of teaching and learning are no longer sufficient in reaching the places and addressing the needs of the people whom we are now called to serve. Some may not be gifted with vision or voice others may lack mobility but each may bear a gift that helps us cultivate the climate necessary to embrace and flourish during times of change here we connect to the second portion of the first Corinthians reading 16 1 through 18 this is an interesting combination of verses that begin by outlining a form of financial contribution or stewardship That is based on relative income so when Paul or his designee arrives as a guest speaker no collection will have to be taken but as this reading continues we realize that if Christendom is to spread other people must be relied upon to cultivate new audiences and to plant seeds in new places this reading identifies possible resistance to and fear of strangers, the other, that was to be anticipated by those preaching about Jesus. To quote, when Timothy comes, see to it that he has nothing to fear while he is with you, for he is carrying on the work of the Lord, just as I am. No one to treat him with contempt. Send him on his way in peace, so that he may return to me. Others are named in this passage, like Paulus, Stephanus, Fortunatus, Achaicus, and then Paul observes, and I quote, they have supplied what is lacking from you. For they refresh my spirit and yours also. Such men deserve recognition. May we gathered here today be so humble as to acknowledge when we simply cannot do it all alone. May we recognize that what is lacking in us And where we may gain that which is needed to make us whole may we United Methodist women be the ones to refresh the spirits of all we meet working side by side with those ordained with ministry as their call and vocation we need not be loud as we cultivate a culture that places at the forefront those shared values and then establishes a common goal the united methodist women face many challenges in the years to come as does our church as a whole this year of our lord 2019 as has been noted is also the 150th anniversary of the united methodist women who started humbly faithfully and held to their vision of fulfilling god's promise through mission Opening our minds, our hearts, and doors to new leaders and believers who do not look like us, share the same tongue, and whose interpretation of doctrine may vary requires us to revisit the basic meaning of mission. We have no lack of resources to enable our effectiveness as leaders in our local district regional regional and world churches, for example, Mission U, the new group of young women called Limitless, District Trainings, The Response Magazine, Sojourners, the UMW website, and many other sources, including, but not limited to my personal favorite fallback, which is, of course, Googling it. As Harriet Jane Olson told those gathered at assembly, you are bold, You are leaders. Together we are powerful, and the time is now. The legacy of United Methodist Women is one that places the needs and voices of women, children, and families as part of God's total creation for all, living things that are right here in the forefront every day. On March 23, 2019, United Methodist Women will celebrate those 150 years as a membership, organiz- a membership mission organization serving women, children, and youth around the world, according to Ellen Blue. How will we adapt to what may become an increasingly non-binary gender identity? How will we adjust our programming to be more inclusive of those choosing to age in place, but who are unable to attend church or UMW meetings? Will United Methodist Women lead the way in the use of innovative technology, allowing us to locate and procure products that are fairly priced by those who are fairly paid? Do we acknowledge all affected by trafficking including the impact on community businesses that may knowingly or unknowingly reinforce that practice? How will we reinforce the unique contributions and perspectives of other groups across the United Methodist Church whose paths in carrying out their mission cross ours? What will our future look like if we cannot do things the way we have always done them? let's look to the future, even as we celebrate our rich and fruitful legacy. Are you listening to the heavens even though they have no voice? Are you looking for those previously unknown who may provide what is lacking, refreshing the spirit? And as the broader lectionary for today reminds, as you identify, employ, and expand your spiritual gifts, resolve to do all in love. My life is in you, Lord, and now let all us people say amen.